Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM 89.3. Timothy Go and Rachel Kelly with you this Monday evening. The Federal Open Market Committee was split on the economic backdrop, in particular on the near term risk to inflation and the timing of the tapering announcement. Nevertheless, as most members favor a beginning of the tapering before year end, could we continue to expect the announcement at the 22nd of September meeting? Well, Julius Baer seems to think so. And we're joined now by Mark Matthews, head of Research Asia Pacific, to find out. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm honored to be here, Rachel. It's always great to have you on the show, Mark. So let's start off. The U.S. Fed has indicated that it will, at some point this year, taper its purchases of bonds. What approach should investors take right now? You know, markets don't look spooked to me. The S&P is less than 1% below its all-time high, and the Asian markets were all up uh, over a percent today. And the 10-year Treasury yields at uh, below one3 uh, if the market was really spooked by tempering those tapering, those stock markets would be down, and the treasury yield would be I don't know two or three percent. Um, so I, I admit there's been uh, plenty of hints dropped mm. by the Fed that they're going to taper. In fact, they mentioned the word inflation 81 times in the July Fed minutes. Okay, <laughs> well that's yeah. that's not a subtle hint then, is it really, Mark? It's not, but what's changed is the mm. Delta variant. And mm. uh, I noticed that a lot of banks are starting to reduce their growth projections. Goldman's took theirs down from 65 to 6% for the U.S. economy this year. And the second most hawkish voting member of the Federal Reserve, Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan, said on Friday he's starting to have second thoughts about tapering uh, because of the Delta variant. So I think they might delay the taper and just kind of talk around it. All right, Mark. So what should we be looking out for then at the the Jackson Hole meeting this week? Um, Well, let me say firstly that uh, Jackson Hole is another reason why I think they might backtrack Mm. on the tapering, because Mm. that's supposed to be an in-person event, you know, and uh, everybody goes there. All the important central bankers and economists from around the world have this big powwow in Kansas uh, Wyoming, excuse me, but but now it's going to be a virtual event. We found okay. that out on Friday because they say there's there's a COVID risk and so many people coming together. So I just feel it'd be strange if Jerome Powell's presenting on YouTube instead of on a podium in a right. conference room with a bunch of other people. That's where he'd choose to say things are so much better now we can roll the stimulus back. We're speaking with Mark Matthews, head of Research Asia Pacific and Julius Bear. Mark, I'm interested to get your perspective on um, where commodities are headed. We've seen uh, quite a bit of movement there. Do you think there are some buying opportunities? I think that commodities are a very difficult space to invest in because the commodity market somehow, in its wisdom, figures out what's going to happen long before the economists do. So case in point, we all know, or at least a lot of people know, there's going to be a lot of demand for copper because of electric vehicles and their charging stations. So that's very bullish for copper, but copper's already gone up 120% from May of uh, last year. And in fact, it looks like it's rolled over to me. So I don't think there's any buying opportunities. The time to buy was a year ago in commodities. And, and I want to say 
that I don't know if you saw the China July economic data pack, but all the Chinese numbers were below expectations, and I'm sure that August is going to be even worse because they have zero tolerance for COVID. Hmm. They're going to keep locking down and then starting up and locking down and starting up. I'm sure that's what they're going to do. So, I, I, And China uh, buys three times as much uh, commodities uh, from uh, you know various places in the world than the United States does. Mark, what's your take on uh, oil, though? Oil is up 3% after a few days of losses. Do you think uh, things are set to continue to pick up? Oil is, is different from the hmm. broader commodity complex because copper, iron ore, all that stuff, China is the number one buyer. Actually, oil, uh, the demand is mostly from the West, in other words, Europe and the United States. Not Asia is not the number one buyer. So I think the oil price is going to stay strong because of Western demand, uh, which is still very robust. Um, okay. And then the supplies are very tight right now for political reasons. But, but into next year, uh, I do think it's going to come back down because there will be more supply and you will start to see that Western recovery uh, decelerate. So, Mark, just bringing you back to regional markets for a moment, obviously we had Singapore's uh, CPI out today. We saw the CPI forecast raised from 1% year-on-year to 1.2%. In other news out of Singapore, we've also started to open up the economy with the vaccine uh, travel lanes. Uh, But across the region, COVID still weighing on major economies such as India and Indonesia. So uh, Singapore, uh, sorry to say, don't take any offense, it's a dull market. <laughs> I mean, it's a real pity we don't seem to be able to attract any of the new economy companies that are that are up and coming in, in Southeast Asia. Um, but the good news is we're now the third most vaccinated nation in the world after uh, the United Arab Emirates and Malta. We're even ahead of Israel now. And, and so I do think that... Um, it's a good time for the REITs. They still have yields of about 4 or 5%. And as we leave this kind of start-stop, start-stop thing with mobility restrictions and we move into this so-called new normal, I think that'll be good for them. And uh, the banks are cheap. They're on about less than 1.1 times price to book. And, and the monetary authority lifted the cap on their mm, dividend dividends, payouts. Yeah. Uh, I think the market thought it would just happen bit by bit. Okay, uh, very quickly, Mark, what else should we be looking out for? Uh, what else should we be uh, paying our attention to this week? Well, um, I don't know if there's a, there's a lot uh, on the calendar, but I would say that um, there are some interesting movements in the, in the COVID uh, cases uh, in uh, our region. So mm. in India, the new cases have totally collapsed, and in Taiwan, they've collapsed. Indonesia looks like it's collapsing. Thailand looks like it's rolling over. You've still got them going up in Japan, Korea, mm-hmm. Vietnam, Malaysia, Philippines. Um, but but uh, I do think that uh, if I had to say um, India and Indonesia, to me, it looks like they're really cooking. They've got big upcoming new economy sectors. Uh, I think they're good markets. Um, just on the political front, I would say uh, Kamala Harris is in Singapore and then she's going to Vietnam. So uh, I don't think the Biden administration has spent much time on Southeast Asia. I find it a bit surprising and I'll be interested to see, therefore, how her visit goes. Wonderful. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this evening. Thank you for having me.
Thank you. We've been speaking with Mark Matthews, head of Research Asia Pacific at Julius Baer. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.